Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Yeah, I mean, the other thing to think about as well, too, is, and, you know, a lot of people learn this the hard way is, you know, if you, especially if you're newer at this and you go and, you you know, you, you put in a, this giant order with this factory that you've never dealt with before, um, you know, unless you're doing a really good job at uh, inspections, you know, you could end up spending all that money getting it you know, sent to Amazon or, or a 3PL and then, you know, having half of them with a part breaking off or, you know, missing a part or, you know, there's all these issues that can come further down the road. Um, you know, so that's also definitely part of the equation. Uh, on your website, I saw that you guys are starting to utilize um, AI to, to make decisions. I'm a huge, you know, we talked a little bit before the show how I'm a, I'm a huge geek when it comes to AI is a huge new passion of mine. I think that it's super interesting and really kind of essential in modern business, because if you're not using it, your competitors are. Um, I don't know if you can speak too much on this, but, but you know, what are some of the things uh, Novaland is doing uh, with AI to maybe streamline the process or maybe look for data points that others may not be finding? Yeah, I can I could touch on it very, very briefly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we never really, yeah, me and the founders never really had the direct conversation of what exactly can we say and can't we say. So right, I touch right, on it very gotcha. briefly. I, I would say sure. a lot of the standard operations um, in regards to factory finding um, is what they built on the back end that, that all right, AI helps us internally. Um, and in regards to... Um, just uh, gathering the data itself uh, is time consuming. And so a lot of that data has to process. We have to determine when to, uh, for example, uh, do certain actions. So like check in with factories uh, based on the first uh, cycle of, of production versus the second cycle of production. How is all that going? So it's, it's, there's a lot of ways that you can utilize AI and it deter it's going to be determined on how complex your supply chain is going to be. And it's always going to start with the smaller data, um, I would say. Uh, so that's how much I think I could talk about it. I don't, I don't even know if I, <laughs> I, if I, I touched it. on it too much, but <laughs> uh, no worries. No, I get that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like I said, um, you know, I, I had early access. I don't know if you know what GPT-3 is, but I had early access to that. been playing with that a lot. And to me, it's like the, to me, it's the, it's kind of like the, the advent of the internet, right? I mean, this is a whole new kind of realm that people don't even realize. Not only that, mm -hmm. but with quantum computing combined with AI, um, you know, that's where we get into to, to the Terminator zone, which is like, we, we're also talking about a little bit about this, which is also super exciting uh, if used well to help mankind but also kind of terrifying uh, you know are we going to let some genies out of the box and 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 not know how to put them back in so um anyway i digress uh, i'm a geek and, and like to turn <laughs> dial so um i, a I can talk about tech, yeah a lot of our tech flies over my head to be completely honest I, like i know where they tell me to click the buttons and at the back end that's when you know chuan our founder if he gets into the depth of it, I'm like, man, I love what you're talking to me. I, I wish that I could fully comprehend it, but it's just going over my head. So like long story short version. <laughs> right. No, that's great. No, that's great. Yeah. Just uh, like I said, it's a passion of mine. So that's, that's uh, very interesting to me. 
Um, let's go back to kind of the basics though. So uh, I would love to hear kind of the customer journey when it comes to what you guys do in terms of, you know, and, and I'm sure it'll be similar if somebody's kind of doing it on their own, um, but you guys will streamline and, and I sure have, have, have it a lot more dialed in in terms of processes, things like that. But give us a journey about like, you know, somebody comes to you and says, hey, I've got this product idea. You know, I want to, you know, I want to get this product to Amazon. You know, what's kind of the customer journey there? Yeah, so that upfront, uh, you know, product idea, we do actually ask for a lot of information. Um, and it's kind of required in order for us to determine the best factory, the factory that has the proper machinery, that has the right upstream supply chain with raw materials and things, things of that nature. Um, so that, that part itself makes sense to us. Uh, to a lot of businesses, it doesn't make sense. It's, it sh they think it should be as simple as, I just want this mug and it should be an easy product. Now I find it everywhere on Alibaba. Why don't you just have a factory for me? Well, the issue with that is that mug tells us, you know, these three dimensions, but we need to know the thickness. We need to know what type of plastic is it? It just says plastic on it. What type of plastic um, do you need? Let's say uh, textiles, for example, how do you want your design printed on that shirt? Do you want it embroidered? Do you want it heat transferred? Do you need a sublimation? So there's so many different facets to manufacturing. And I understand that not everyone is a product designer. Right. Most um, Amazon uh, sellers, I would say, are, are definitely not uh, product designers or engineers or anyone that have a lot of experience with product development. Um, but it's something that they have to at least start to be educated in uh, if they want or have someone on their team that is right. Someone that understands, hey, for them to produce this successfully, I have like Amy always says, I have to be a master at this. I have to fully understand what I'm about to sell. Um, so the process goes, they would come in, uh, sign up. As soon as they sign up, they can submit a request for a quote or an RFQ. Um, and that's where they would tell us all the project details. So the budget, the timeline, the materials, um, any other CAD files, any specs that they could provide us. Um, and they would always have an onboarding call. Every single one of our users, most of our users, I would say actually have talked to me, uh, directly. Uh, now they're talking to our customer success team. Um, Jack primarily, uh, and, and he's great. And, and they're uh, talking to him about, you know, a little bit more about their current supply chain, where they struggle with, are they looking to switch suppliers? Is it um, a new product development? What is the timeline on it? And then we educate them, hey, this is realistic. This is not, you want this for a dollar. And I understand on Alibaba, it says 200 units for a dollar, but with all these small customizations, you're going to have to think about tooling or molding, or you're going to have to think about, um, the MOQs are going to be higher than what you're expecting. And it's probably not going to be a dollar. Uh, and that dollar didn't include shipping. So now let's talk about packaging, right? Do you need this product to be protected? So you're probably going to need some styrofoam. If you need some styrofoam, that's going to, you know, increase the volumes. If it increases the volumes, it's going to change the master cartons. So all these different trickle effects that you might not have thought of initially um, are important to actually think about. So we just bring some of these things to light in that initial call. Um, and making sure that we are the right fit to work with whoever signed up. Um, from there, uh, our product specialists and our overseas team really takes over. Um, so they match it to the right factory. They have all communications with the factories, the final product uh, factory selection, the quoting process, any questions that our users might have, uh, things of that nature. And uh, we'll typically out of 10 to 15 factories, we might pick the top one or two 
to actually release the quotes from and then we'll have a few backups typically uh, just to diversify that supply chain. But um, what did I say? We have the quote and in that quote, you know, you can chat with our product specialists, chat with our uh, factory specialists and uh, ultimately find exactly what it is you're looking for. So our goal is to get you the most accurate pricing, not always to get you the cheapest pricing. Cheap is not good, <laughs> as we touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, cheap, you get, you pay what you get for. Um, so and we'll, we'll be very upfront and very honest about that too. It's we're, Our goal is not to get you the cheapest, it's to get you the, the quality that you're looking for. Now, if, if you are a dollar store or uh, you know, you're trying to look for something at, uh, to sell at yard sales or anything or eBay and you market it as something cheap, we'll definitely go for it. And we can get you the cheapest one possible probably. Um, but then we coordinate samples. Uh, one unique piece uh, of, of our tool also is as soon as you get quotes, uh, you can actually add that product to a cart. So similar to shopping on Amazon, just add it to a cart tell us which Amazon locations it might go to. So let's say you pick one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, one in Texas, one in uh, Minnesota, maybe just to see the variant, <laughs> you know, the variable uh, shipping costs. Uh, and it immediately will tell you what the import duties are gonna be and what those shipping costs are gonna be, what the production timeline is gonna be, what the overall timeline is gonna be. Um, you have a different option between ocean freight and express air if it's a smaller product. Um, so it's a, it's a very quick tool for you to just see, okay, this is a viable product. And if it's not viable at a thousand, well, maybe I get a price break at 5,000. And that price break also comes along with me filling up half a container. So my uh, shipping per unit cost is actually going down uh, because I paid for the first cubic meter. And that was only, I don't know, let's say 2,000, 3,000 units. So now you're getting to amortize that overall 5,000, right? Um, so it, it really uh, tries to streamline and simplify a very complex process, a process that otherwise you would have to go on, uh, let's say Alibaba or any of these other marketplaces, reach out to suppliers, thoroughly vet them. We take care of all that for you. All the communications with the factories directly, making sure there's no miscommunications, making sure samples are done, make sure they're done, they're done on time and they're done well. Uh, we take care of all that for you. Um, sample consolidation. We'll ship all of them to our China office first, take detailed pictures, take detailed notes, send those off to you before shipping the product. We take care of that for you. Um, and then seeing what the delivered pricing and all you know documentation, all that's gonna cost you. Um, all that's done directly in the platform too. So it's a, it's a one-stop shop truly. Awesome. So um, a little bit of follow-up to that is one of the questions we just had is like, you know, what size seller are you working with? Will you work with anyone and, and uh, which I assume you do, but what's kind of like the minimum, uh, you know, range of, of pricing that, you know, somebody would come to you that you guys would work with? So we work primarily with medium to large size factories. Um, so oftentimes they have higher MOQs, not necessarily higher prices. Um, so we do see that that sweet spot is the kind of the five to $8,000 uh, price range for that initial order. And that tends to include shipping uh, in that five to $8,000. Uh, now we've gone down to, I know we've seen something as small as like $300 for some of our clients. And that's just, they're just ordering some stickers to go along with the products uh, typically. But um, five to 8,000 is really that sweet spot. Uh, now, of course, if you have customizations and you need molding and tooling, it's going to it's gonna go up. Uh, I mean, there's no other way to say it. If anyone says otherwise that they're going to cover it for you, uh, well, it's kind of like free shipping. 
you're paying for it anyways. You're just paying it for it in a different place, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're like paying for $10. it. You're paying for it when they start making copies. You know, when the factories start sharing your mold because they paid for it. <laughs> right, right, and and yeah. typically they won't even pay for it. You might hear on your second order uh, after they hear back from me and they say, "Oh, okay. Uh, well, your unit price actually doubled." Well, where is that coming from? <laughs> Right. Well, hey, we, we need to pay for this mold somehow. Um, or they might make some erroneous terms for you to, to, to pay it off over a certain amount of time. Um, it, it's going to come somewhere. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't often, at least, come out of the goodwill of suppliers unless you have that relationship with them, right? Unless they, you've, been, you've been working with them for six to 12 months at least, and they see that you're growing and they see that there is an opportunity for them to continue growing with you, then they will invest in you potentially. Usually still not. Usually they might just give you a better cost. Uh, but those are the only times that they would invest in you. Otherwise, you're always going to be paying for it some way, somehow. Right. <clears throat> They're hiding the cost, kind of like the, the cell phone, you know, pricing. It's like, oh yeah, $75. But after taxes, <laughs> fees, you know, it's like 90 or 100 or your cable well, bill what or about, whatever. Yeah. That's what I say about free shipping. It's like, uh, well, would you, would you rather pay $15 for free shipping or $10 for the product and $5 for shipping? You're paying right. for the same exact thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. So. It's just how it's packaged. <laughs> exactly. uh, a, a quick follow-up to that. We, we touched on this a little bit on this, on this last uh, segment, but um, you know, if, if a product's original, so somebody comes with, to you with an original idea, um, you know, when you're, uh, you know, a big issue is when you're shopping, you know, ideas to factories, a lot of times in China, especially it can get stolen, uh, or they can, you know, kind of modify it a little bit and, and, and things like that. So do you guys have any safeguards or in place to help with that? Or do you, you know, kind of suggest your clients, you know, hey, you guys need to, to go get a design patent or a provisional patent or, you know, whatever, you know, something to protect them, any kind of guidance in that area? It's a bit of both. Um, so anyone that we talk to that has a very unique design, we would always suggest that they talk to someone like Yael uh, Kabili. Uh, and, and you know she does particularly or specifically IP protection in Amazon, I wanna say. Um, so she's great to talk to you about copywriting, trademarking, I believe patents. Um, and we did a great episode with her on LinkUp Leaders also, but uh, the only way to protect yourself, whether it's with us, whether it's with anyone else, no matter what contract you have, it's always going to be with a, uh, uh, an IP protection, not a contract. That's, that contract will not protect you. I don't care how many trip ones, how many NDAs you sent out to however many suppliers um, and whatever vetting you have on that supplier, your product is not truly protected until you protect it yourself. Um, so that's number one. But number two, uh, we have agreements. Uh, we, well, we have our terms of use that, of course, outline that we have to be cautious with all the data and all the IP um, that, that we take in. Uh, and with the factories, our uh, China counterpart, actually, Noviland Hangzhou Technologies, uh, they have agreements with the factories. So those are localized agreements. Um, those aren't something that we've ever had to enforce necessarily. Um, and that's most contracts. I mean, unless it's you have to have a significant backing to enforce your contract, uh, especially with something overseas. Um, so a, a lot of them are uh, more so formalities. And even if you're in the US or anywhere in the world and you're sending your idea to anyone, literally anywhere in the world, NDA, trip one agreement, trip one is a non-use, non-disclosed, non-circumvent for anyone that might not know. Um, those are formalities for you to reference to. 
Um, those are, hey, I saw my product on Alibaba and you told me that you wouldn't put it on Alibaba. Uh, but it, then their counter argument could be, well, hey, prove it. Prove that you didn't send this to anyone else except for me. Well, chances are you probably did too. Um, but the way that we protect them is, yeah, we have our own agreements in place with our suppliers. Uh, we, of course, are US-based company, so we have to abide by our agreements with our users uh, and clients too. Awesome. Uh, so uh, pricing, like, so if somebody comes to you, are you guys building your your kind of fee into the per unit cost? Um, are you, is it a, a percentage kind of, how are you charging uh, people when they take that journey? Yeah, yeah, we do include a Noviland service fee in the FOB pricing itself. Um, now we have an algorithm that determines what that pricing actually is, but it can range typically anywhere between three and 13%. Um, which some people say, hey, 13%, that's so much. Well, 13% of a price that we're able to get from a factory with all the accurate information and specifications versus 13% of what you can get is quite significantly different, uh, especially when you know we have boots on the ground, we have the established relationships. Um, so let's say they gave it to us for 15% lower than they would offer you on Alibaba for the exact same product, maybe even the same factory or 13% is negligible. It's actually less than. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're you paying for yourself for. a lot of the times. Yeah. 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 And plus we handle complimentary QC inspections with every single order. Uh, it's the ease of using the entire platform, knowing exactly what your shipping costs are going to be, what your import duty costs are going to be, knowing that someone else takes care of all that for you. You don't have to spend time doing that. Um, and so our algorithm determines what it actually is, uh, but it is built into the FOB price. Okay. So before they, you know, before they sign on the dotted line, they at least have, uh, if not the exact price, a very close range of to what they can expect to pay you guys. Well, so let's say they see, let's say they're ordering these mugs and they see the mugs are with all the packaging and everything. It's $2 FOB um, uh, Ningbo. And they see they add it product to a cart. They see it's a dollar per unit for import duties. Um, and it's another $1.50 per unit for shipping. Right there, they have their landed costs. They have their DDP pricing. Um, that FOB price at the beginning, that already includes Noviland service fee. So the price they see is the price they pay. They're not paying any additional hidden fees. There's no, and we've seen this a lot, a lot of last minute, hey, your product's at the port, it's ready to go, but it's actually an extra $300. Can you send that over to us now? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To, 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 um, to, to grease the palm of the dock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all of it's, it, all of it's included. We don't grease the palm of the dock, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, uh, it, it's all included in there. Um, so there's nothing hidden. There's no monthly recurring fees. Uh, there's no um, annual fees, anything like that either. It's just, uh, it's so directly it's, incorporated in there. So it's one-off contracts to you. So yeah. So, I mean, uh, the majority of our users do come back for second orders. Um, but it's at the same time, if you find a different supplier, and again, this is all about time and scalability, right? If you have the time to scale by yourself or with a sourcing agent or by a different method, or you're traveling directly to China, all perfectly fine. We are not locking into an annual contract or anything. Um, we just tend to think that we, we do a better job than a lot of supply chains out there. Um, and we have the technology to back it. Uh, so we're really building the, in, the proper infrastructure uh, for a lot of businesses, particularly those that are small to medium sized. 
All right. Last question before I get to the second or the last, last question, okay. uh, really quick. Are you guys generally, is it majority of, if not all of your sourcing, uh, going to Chinese factories or are you also going to, you know, Vietnam or some of these other kind of up and coming, uh, areas? Yeah. So right now, uh, China is the only open market on our platform. Uh, now we do work with a few enterprise clients, uh, and they are working with a few of our factories in Vietnam, uh, that's not open currently um, to the general public. Uh, they have a significantly different supply chain infrastructure. Uh, even then it, when it comes to China, some may say, well, they're right there. What's well, it's that much different. I mean, the entire, uh, the machinery, the labor force, the transportation systems, the dock processes um, and export process, it, it's, it's all similar, but it's different. Um, so before we release that, we really have to build that out. And that's something that we do plan to do in the future um, is go global and really uh, empower more countries to be able to manufacture great products. Awesome. Cool. So last question, this is always kind of uh, what we love to wrap up with is, you know, anything you've been into lately in terms of like personal development podcasts, you know, anything that to you, you feel like has made a big difference in your life, whether it's health, uh, business, you know, anything that you're, you, you've uh, stumbled upon that you feel like has made a, a big difference in your life? Hmm. It's a great question. <laughs> um, so after watching, uh, and, and being pushed, uh, by a few friends, by my girlfriend, by, uh, uh by Lisa, even, um, and, and watching people like Amy Weiss, uh, and, and, and going to the gym is one thing that I have actually been trying to do. Uh, it's something that just one, it gets me out of, uh, the office gets me out of my house. Cause those are really the only two places that I ever am. Uh, if I'm not in the office, uh, until, you know, eight or 9 PM, I'll probably be at home watching Netflix or Hulu. So I'm just trying to get out, uh, in general. Um, and I think the gym has been great. It's been healthy. It's been, um, uh, just something different. It's something that I haven't done in years, uh, to be completely honest. So I think it's, it's changing up my routine, uh, which is important, I, I think to a lot of people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've, I've done the same thing. I started this year. I used to be a super hardcore gym goer in my twenties, mm. but then through parenthood and marriage and all that, it's, you know, kind of got pushed to the back burner, but you know, I'm getting into my forties now. So, uh, you know, so now it's a little more serious, like, yeah, I got to start taking, taking care of myself. So yeah, I've been hitting the gym too. And I, I love it. I mean, I did love it back then. I just forgot how much. Um, and I always kind of, uh, end with the, you know, sauna or steam room just to kind of like, you know, do a little meditation in there. Also read a lot of uh, information about how that's, you know, cleansing. And, you know, they say like 30 minutes in the sauna is as good as 30 minutes of, of, um, uh, aerobic exercise, which is pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that a lot. And then also I've been doing the keto thing for quite a while now. So I've been dropping a lot of weight, getting healthy. So that's great. I think, you know, that that's a hard one though. It, it really is. It's like getting into that routine is the hardest part, but I feel like once you ease into it, um, you know, that makes a big difference. So, hmm. all right, let people know Francois, it's been awesome having you. Thank you. Nice. Uh, nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, if you look up my name, Francois Jaffris on LinkedIn, uh, I will probably be the only one to pop up, <laughs> I would think. Um, uh, Facebook's another easy way to get get a hold of me. Uh, if you go to noviland.com, you can almost guarantee that you'll get a phone call with, you'll always get a phone call with someone on my team, but they could always transfer you over to me too. 
um, or just my name, mattnevyland.com, francois at nevyland.com. So that's F-R-A-N as in Nancy, C-O-I-S dot at nevyland.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Uh, and if you guys haven't done so yet, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Francois, you guys have a podcast as well. You want to you wanna let people know about that? Yeah, link up leaders, and we'd love to have you. I, I mean, oh, SEO is a anytime. great topic, and and I'm yeah, I know anytime you know your I'd, shit, lo- so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. Be, I'd love to be on. Yeah, let me know. Um, yeah, all right, great. So, uh, guys, if you have not uh, yet done so, please rate, review, subscribe. If you leave a review on the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. We haven't gotten any in a little while, so I'm I'm kind of sad. Even if it's a bad one, like we've gotten a bad one before, and I actually. You know, even if we're doing something that you guys don't like, I love that feedback because it helps us guide us kind of, you know, on, on how we can improve. We also love to hear from you guys uh, directly. If you have a suggestion on somebody you want to be on the show, please let us know. If you have a topic you want us to cover, please let us know. Uh, Andy at SellerSEO.com. Uh, I always, you know, let you guys know uh, that you can, you know, email me with quick questions as long as it's concise and to the point so I can reply quickly. If you write me like three paragraphs, I'm sorry. It, you know, I get so many emails. I might not reply. Uh, LinkedIn as well as a great place to get me. Um, and I believe Amy is uh, pretty active on her Facebook group and also on LinkedIn as well. You can reach out to her. She stepped out for the, uh, the prosper show here in Vegas that she's at. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, being here and we'll see you next time on the seller round table. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.